Previously on Myth Tarot Love, we examined the Page of Wands and Adonis. Today's show will focus on the Knight of Wands and Orpheus. Myth and Tarot Where do the ideas go? Let's talk about stories, wands, and symbols And all of the above Myth, Tarot, Love Welcome to Myth, Tarot, Love, a show about ancient stories and new age wisdom. <laughs> I'm Biddy, your resident classicist. And I'm Rose, and I'm a little slow today. <laughs> <laughs> I just got confused. I'm like, where did the, where did the ding-a-ling-a-ling go? Oh, the ding-a-ling-a-ling, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm also your resident tarot practitioner. Hello. <laughs> that too. <laughs> uh, and we get to talk about tarot and Orpheus. Yep. Orpheus. I don't know a lot about Orpheus, so I'm excited to find out about him. Uh, but we're talking about the Knight of Wands, and the Knight of Wands is an interesting fellow or lady, to be sure. Uh, just going to dive in. He looks kind of similar to the Page of Wands from last week. Mm -hmm. um, he's dressed all in yellow with salamanders on him. And if you remember from last week's show, uh, salamanders are symbols of lots of things. They're symbols of change. But what's cool about these salamanders is it's really obvious that they're all in circles. Mm -hmm. Right? They're, Was it like that last week too? I can't remember. They were, but they were like smaller. Okay. They were, they were smaller. This one, it's just like really obvious that they're all in circles oh, all okay. around him. And I... I personally see this as a representation of the cyclical nature of change, that things are coming and going and et cetera. Um, I was going to say, it kind of looks to me like it, he's the page, but he has his suit of armor on underneath. He does, yeah. He does. He's got this funny. suit of armor, but it's not just any armor. It's shining. He is literally the knight in shining armor. And this archetype is very... Um, I'm going to say it's done on purpose. <laughs> it's very much what the Knight of Wands is about. He is the kind of person that just rushes in, saves the day, and then rushes out. <laughs> doesn't necessarily take the princess home, but the princess's heart will likely be uh, taken anyways. <laughs> um, so he's got some things in common with the Knight of Cups, if you remember. There's, there's a few, there's a bit of that Knight of Cups uh, romance about him but he's also got stuff in common with the knight of swords which is very like energetic and high energy and in fact sometimes the knight of wands does seem kind of violent at first but then you find out underneath the armor he's this mushy center of love and heartwarming <laughs> the knight of wands is uh so i'm saying he because the person we're relating him to is a, is a guy this this week but mm -hmm. keep in mind that all of the tarot archetypes are very much um, available to both men and women. It's not a gender thing. It's more just like an energe energetic uh, gender thing. And when it comes to the knight, um, the knight of wands doesn't necessarily have a gender associated hmm. with them. And it's like we all have male and female energy within us. Yes. And different aspects. A male side and a female side. Yeah. That is a very prominent idea in the tarot. Mm -hmm. I remember I was giving a reading once to someone and I was talking about the male energy of the of a king. And they were like, but women can be like that. And I said, yes, yeah. <laughs> I know. I know women can be that yeah. way. And I'm like, in fact, that's very much encouraged. But uh, it was interpreted that like 
only men could be that way because that was the tarot archetype. And I was like, no, not at all. I know lots of women who are kings. I know mm-hmm. lots of men who are queens. It's uh, and not just like you know on stage queens, but like <laughs> I know lots of I know I know lots of men who are very well represented by like the Queen of Swords, the Queen of Cups. I know lots of men mm-hmm. like that, right? Um, so similarly, we've got the Knight of Wands, and they're not even uh, gender specific with the knight. Like when I look at the when I look at the Knight of Wands on the card, you can't even tell if it's a man or a woman. Nope. In general, like because when you're looking at the face. Um, it's kind of almost a feminine face a little bit, <laughs> like, um, so it's possible, uh, but we, you can tell that they have, um, bright red hair mm-hmm. and which matches the, all the, the red, all the flames, lots of red all over. Red is, um, a color of high energy, of course, but passion and heart. And, uh, there's lots of red on this night as well as yellow. Yellow is an, um, a color of action and and um, getting things done associated with the solar plexus chakra um, yeah so we've got we've got these feathers emerging from the knight's helmet and they look like fire like you said like flames and there's also it, you can't even tell if it's fire like is this knight literally on fire <laughs> or not because um, it the feathers kind of cascade down um, by the arms and the elbow and it looks also like flames and even the tunic is kind of torn up a little bit and flapping mm-hmm. in the wind and it looks like flames again the horse's mane is flapping in the wind but uh the horse is also kind of reddish <laughs> as well so there's lots of red happening um and of course the knight is holding his rod he doesn't have a sword you know he's a knight of, of wands he's holding this big um wand in his right hand and the the rod does have um, does have some leaves growing on it. Um, oftentimes, the Knight of Wands can symbolize someone coming into your life or leaving your life, and this mm. person is normally very important. So sometimes the Knight of Wands will represent this person who's very who's going to be very important to you and uh, entering your life really suddenly. Uh, but the thing about the Knight of Wands is they don't normally stay in one location for a long time. Uh, the Knight of Wands always has to be doing something. And normally if they're rushing into a location, it's because they're saving someone <laughs> or like li- literally saving the day. Um, but they'll, they'll, they might also be um, coming to help a friend, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily saving, but they, Knights of the Knight of Wands tends to be someone who is really dedicated to friends and puts a lot of time and effort into helping others and uh, looking after others. Um, yeah, they have a lot of energy, if you can't really tell <laughs> what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, so they, they just kind of swoop in and swoop out. Uh, and, like, no challenge is really enough for them. Like, they, they tend to over surmount any challenge and just have this really optimistic attitude um he's rushing in and out of some pyramids here that's true yeah so when you look in the background it looks like he's in giza because there's three pyramids in the background um knight of wands is definitely a traveler (laughs) going from one location to the next um and has has these really high ideals high uh high dreams to achieve um but, you know, isn't necessarily focused because constantly on the move, it's hard to get things done when you're constantly moving and going 
from one mm-hmm. location to the other. That's true. But yeah, uh, it's interesting that there are the pyramids in the background. Um, uh, I think it's probably also a um, homage to one of the original, lo- like where the tarot actually originally came from. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of interesting that we've got Egypt in the Page of Wands. So there were some rolling sand hills in the background, which was kind of representing a journey. Um, and at the Knight of Wands, it looks like he's arrived at the journey. Okay. Right? So I think that's kind of a progression from the Page of Wands, like indicating that a Page of Wands often becomes a Knight of Wands Mm. eventually. Mm -hmm. Um, Although, personality-wise, because I do like to associate all of our uh, tarot people archetypes, since there's 16 of them, with the 16 uh, personality types from Meyer Briggs Type Indicator... Uh, I have associated the Knight of Wands with the ESFP personality, right? So this isn't to mean that only ESFPs can be represented in Knights of Wands, but just that I see kind of a connection here between the Knight of Wands and the ESFP personality type. So what is the ESFP? They are extroverted. They are sensing, so as opposed to intuitive, so more practically minded rather than thinking about what ifs. They are feeling as opposed to thinking, so they tend to make decisions with their heart and based off of um, how they feel (laughs) rather than what they think is objectively right or wrong. And they are perceiving as opposed to judging, which means that um, they lead with an extroverted sense of perceiving. So they have this idea of... um, of absorbing all of this information around them rather than making decisions about their environment. So they kind of perceive before making judgments is Mm. what that means. All right. So some people you might know who are the ESFP personality type, they're actually called the entertainer. Mm. And uh, like two very, I'm going to say well-known ESFPs would be Marilyn Monroe. It's often associated as being an ESFP. Um, I don't, I don't know if we really know who like Marilyn Monroe was like what she was like as much anymore. It's been it's been a while, but she's still very famous. Oh, yes. <laughs> Everyone Certainly. knows her face. Everyone knows her face. But um, sometimes I'm not sure if she actually said this or not. But they they say that she said, "If you don't, if you can't take me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best." <laughs> and I think that's a very ESFP like thing to have said. Um, someone else who is uh, associated with being ESFP is Adele, who mm-hmm. is a famous singer now. Like lots of performers actually tend to be associated with the ESFP personality type because they are called entertainers. They care a lot about um, about entertaining the people around them and uh, making sure everyone's having a good time. And they're also adventurers. Uh, they're part mm-hmm. of the adventuring uh, group of personalities. So they don't tend to stay in one location for a very long time. They tend to go from place to place. and Which makes sense as an entertainer and as singers, too. They travel to exactly, yeah. know, perform their music or their craft. Yeah, exactly. Um, and they have lots of friends. <laughs> it's hard not to like them uh, because they care so much about their friends and they give so much energy. Um, All right, so here's some of their strengths. Uh, These people are bold. Uh, They don't hold back at all. (laughs) And they want to experience everything there is to experience. Um, They're original. They don't really hold to traditions and expectations. Uh, They are, 
they have a sense of aesthetic and showmanship. Uh, so they don't necess- so sometimes they dress up kind of extravagantly mm-hmm. just to um, not necessarily get attention, but to express themselves very artistically and be creative. Um, they are practical. They, they very much care more about doing rather than thinking like, what if this, what if that? They care more like, oh, action, 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 right? Uh, they are observant because they're able to observe, like they're able to observe, especially a crowd, like especially when it comes to people, they can pick up on what, on, on little things that are happening. And they have those excellent people skills as a result. Um, some of their weaknesses, I might just stop at the first one <laughs> because uh, it's a big one. Uh, so they're sensitive. ESFPs hate receiving criticism. They can be very vulnerable to it. Um, and it makes them feel like they're being backed into a corner and like mm-hmm. they can't get out of it. It, it really makes them feel trapped. Um, and sometimes you could say it's even their greatest weakness because you can't really get past it, <laughs> right? Um, which is why I was joking that maybe I should mm-hmm. just stop at the first <laughs> one. They, they have difficulty taking criticism. Uh, they can be very conflict averse. They don't like when people are not having a good time. They don't like arguments. Um, they are very easily bored. They have poor long-term, they're poor long-term planners because they constantly want to be doing something new. They love novelty. Uh, so when things start getting old, they they lose attention and they don't want to put their energy towards it. As a result, they're also rather unfocused. So yeah, the ESFP. My mother's actually an ESFP. <laughs> She's a wonderful lady. <laughs> She's a wonderful lady, full of energy. Um, yeah, and definitely constantly giving giving to others and doing something new. Um, yes, yeah, so you've got this Knight of Wands energy um, in that ESFP personality type, but definitely could have associated some other personalities with the Knight of Wands as well. Uh, it was kind of a difficult one to, to pick this one in particular, but I ended up settling on it because of the fact that the Knight of Wands is so much of a like traveler and just the, that energy of swooping in and swooping out I thought was very ESFP-like. All right, uh, so who is Orpheus? Well, uh, much like the Knight of Wands and your ESFP, thank you, I'm yeah. looking. Um, Orpheus was also an entertainer in a way. He was a musician and a poet and nice. even a prophet Ooh. Um, a little bit. Did he so, predict the future? Well, we'll yes, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> it, it'll come near near the end. It's a, oh, it's a doozy. Okay. <laughs> so um, some people say that he was the son of Apollo um, but other people say that he was the son of a Thracian named, oh, I'm not going to say this right, Uagris, and a muse. Oh, so cool. So either way, he does have some divine parentage, either through Apollo or one of the muses, which makes sense, mm-hmm. again, his connection to music. Um, like Apollo was the god of the arts. And... He was one of the gods of the arts. Yeah. yeah so... Um, the way that I like to think about it, the muses are kind of like that spark of inspiration to create a song. Yeah. Um, Apollo is the conductor and Hermes is more of, of the actual, um, no, I would say Hermes cause he was the first one to actually create. make a lawyer. Yeah. So then yeah. Orpheus would, I guess, be 
like the actual player of the music. Okay, so you have so the actual like the physical... creator of music is Hermes. The uh, the creator of the instrument of the instrument is, is Hermes. Hermes. The player of the music is Apollo. No, Orpheus. Oh my okay, gosh! Let me, oh, let me say this. I'm again. so confused. <laughs> okay, so the muses. I'll start, okay, yeah. I'll start muses yeah. create that spark of inspiration for a song. Okay, yeah. Where and then Orpheus is the one that would play, kind of play the music. Mm-hmm. Hermes creates the physical like instrument, instrument, and Apollo is more of like a conductor. Oh, okay, so Apollo's the one that's kind of guiding it. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, he, he's he like a all, guide of music. Yeah, he is also seen playing a lyre yeah. as well. He's yeah. also a musician. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, that's why I kind of like the connection to both with Orpheus. That doesn't really yeah. matter. But So he's, he's inspired connect- by yeah. a possible mother muse. Mm-hmm. Or father Apollo. Or father Apollo. Yeah. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, yeah, so again, he was very famous for his sweet singing lyre and he would his music would enchant wild animals he would stop birds in flight is this a real person no oh (laughs) no 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 this is a myth Myth, okay yes no but if i say apollo is your daddy probably probably not a real person not a real real boy um so yeah apollo's your daddy you're probably not real I mean, other than, I guess, Alexander, who claimed, Alexander the Great claimed that his father was Zeus. We know that this is not the case because his yeah. father was Philip um, of Macedon. But yeah. Yeah. Okay. Unless you're a little cray cray. No. Unless you're a little cray cray. <laughs> yeah. Chances are you're not real. Not okay. real. Um, <laughs> yeah. So his music, yeah, could enchant wild animals, stop birds in their flight. They could uproot trees and rocks. Um, drawing them into magical a magic circuit circle of his song so he had he had an entrancing ability mm-hmm, exactly um so he's in a couple of myths one of them um, involves the argonauts so he was actually one of the argonauts and in the argonautica which is a greek epic poem we've talked about before it's, let me guess it's about the argonauts it is <laughs> Exactly. Um, just like the Odyssey is about yeah. Odysseus. No kidding. Yeah. <laughs> the Argonautica is about Argonauts. The Argonauts, <laughs> yes. And their journey, you know, to get the Golden Fleece. Yeah. Um, so Orpheus took part in this adventure and he used his skills to aid his companions. Um, so in one instance, Chiron told um, Jason that without the aid of Orpheus, the Argonauts would never be able to pass the Sirens, who's a beautiful... Um, sounding songs um, mm-hmm. would entice sailors to come to them which yeah. resulted in them crashing their ships into the islands that were around um, we've seen this with um, the odyssey as well i i also thought that like the sirens made the sailors jump out to sea mm-hmm. is that oh okay yeah oh, sorry i'm it. nodding my head but yeah. yes yeah yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so yeah so when orpheus um heard their voices he took out his lyre and started playing the music louder and more beautifully than the sirens to oh. kind of drown out their bewitching songs so he was he was an even his music was more bewitching than that more of the sirens than the sirens yes exactly so they were able to go by unscathed but yeah i think with That's the cool. sirens I think uh, we get sirens and mermaids sometimes confused a yes. little bit. Um, sirens. Well, in French, uh, the word for mermaid is sirene. Oh, right? interesting. So it's kind of like, 
so maybe that's one of the reasons why we confuse it. Is Possibly. If I, I can show you a picture of a Greek siren, they are would not look like a mermaid at all because they actually have wings. Oh, really? Yeah. And they would, um, here, I'll, and I can post it on our Facebook group too. So they're kind of um, like, they're like harpies. Kind of. Yeah. But this is. Uh, but they're like Greek, winged, they're winged women. Yeah, so like they bird women. Bird women, pretty much. They have the body of a bird and the and the head of a woman. So if you want to Google Odysseus and the Sirens, um, a, a red figure vase will come up, and you'll have <laughs> Odysseus in the middle, and he's you know strapped to the to the ship, so that way he won't he doesn't he won't he go to them and them. jump and and all the other men they're rowing because they have wax in their ears. So that's oh. how in the Odyssey they're able to pass them. Um, is because they plug up their ears with wax. Okay, so in the Odyssey, they they get passed by having their the wax in their ears, mm-hmm. and, and then in the Argon- Argonautica, they get passed by Orpheus singing the louder, lyre. louder, and more beautifully. It makes sense that like bird women would have beautiful voices, though, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because birds are known for their beautiful songs, yeah. right? So that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I think it makes more sense than fish. Yeah, right. I think it so makes too. more sense than fish women yeah. having good songs. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna make a fish like, noise, but it wasn't. I was work. like, or like dolphin <laughs> clicking. Yeah, oh god, yeah, <laughs> it's no, not exactly. Be a little annoying. Not exactly sexy. Mm-hmm. Sorry, dolphins. Uh, <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah. So that is his myth with the Argonauts, but his most important myth um, described his tragic love. Uh, unfortunately, for his beloved Eurydice. DK. There we go. You're a DK. You're a DK. On so on the wedding day, who's actually supposed to marry her, um, a beekeeper decided to come, um, Aristeus, and he persuaded the bride to run across no, not persuaded. Sorry. <laughs> totally different. He pursued oh, <laughs> the pursued bride the bride across a field. So he was chasing her, intending to um, assault her. Well, who invited that asshole? Right? <laughs> like <laughs> you are not allowed to come. So she fled, obviously. Um and a snake bit her, unfortunately, on the heel and she died. That's sad. It's a really sucky That's wedding day. On her wedding day. Knock on wood, mine goes better. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Congratulations, um, Biddy. Yay. Getting married. <laughs> um, yeah. So overwhelmed by grief because, you know, his bride-to-be just passed, Orpheus was determined to bring her back from the dead. And so he actually enters the um, underworld through a cave in the southern Peloponnese. Mm. Um, We've seen this happen before. We have. We've seen this happen before, going to the underworld. Mm -hmm, Exactly. Um, And as he does, you know, he's sweetly singing as he goes. So he's entrancing the ghosts as he's descending so no one bugs him. (laughs) Um, And then he comes to the palace of Hades and Persephone and also softened their icy hearts with a beautiful... Um, song. He is like the ultimate bard. <laughs> he really is. He really, really is. Um, so they actually, because of this, they agreed to release um, his bride, but on one single condition, that while climbing the paths that lead to the upper world, Orpheus could not look back. Okay. So that's all you had to do. You can leave, but yeah. just don't look back. So... Um, they went all the way uh, until they were near the entrance. Um, they got out and, or near it. And when an agonizing doubt just seized Orpheus, 
which happens, mm-hmm. you know, near the mm-hmm. end of a journey. Um, was she really there? Yeah. Did he actually... Did Believing she... that she was following him. Oh, so she was following him out? She was following him out, yes. Oh, so they said, okay. you can leave. You, you can, can leave together, but you can't look back. You can't look back to make sure she's there. Mm-hmm. You have to just trust that she's going to be there. Yep. And because of this doubt, he looked around just in time to see his bride recede back into the shadows. Oh, no. <laughs> That's devastating. That's so sad. It's a devastating story. <laughs> he tried to re-enter the underworld again, um, but now Cerberus blocked his path. So Orpheus ended up wandering around inconsolably around the world, playing his lyre and singing. Um, and he wanted nothing to do with any other woman because he was so oh, heartbroken yeah. and so in love. Um, but apparently he incited male homosexuality. Mm-hmm. Um, and in some readings that I did, this is the first instance of that in in myth. I don't know how true that is. Hmm. Um, but he ended up meeting his end in the wild, his wild homeland of Thrace, where a Bacchae or Dionysus actually tore him to bits <laughs> because of, of the fact that he... Um, incised, I guess, homosexuality. Or be so. There's a few reasons that could be one. Another one is that he neglected Dionysus. So if you remember Dionysus, god of wine, among other things. Yeah. So like, so, so you, basically, you he to, denied Dionysus. He denied Dionysus. Uh, or because again, he excluded women's from the sacred rites or the sacred mysteries. So he basically pissed off Dionysus. He, so he, so Orpheus met his end by pissing off Dionysus yeah. somehow. Somehow. So and... either because Dionysus was mad that he was not having sex with women. Yeah. Or because. Or Dionysus was mad that he was rejected. Yeah. <laughs> himself by Orpheus. Yes. By yeah. not like yeah. Yeah. So something about rejecting sex. Or his... Because, yeah, because he is the god of sexuality as yeah. well, but from, like, the male perspective. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, so because of this, he tore him to bits and threw his corpse into a river, um, uh, the Herberus, and which was a principal river in Thrace, and they were washed down to the sea. Mm. Uh, but apparently his head continued to sing prophecy even after it was washed ashore on the island of Lesbos. Oh. So at last, Apollo um, was actually envious of his powers because he was also a god of prophecy, and he mm-hmm. commanded the head to be silent. Mm. <laughs> so thus stopping his prophecies. And it's then a daddy one. got jealous. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, what are you doing? This doesn't make sense. You're not even alive. Nope. <laughs> Um, and then apparently after he died, um, his soul, if, if you want to say, went to the underworld and like everyone else, he was judged either to have a thousand years of torment or enjoy a thousand years of bliss. Um, and after these thousand years, you can pick what you want to come back as. So Orpheus actually chose to come back as a swan. Cool. Which is kind of neat. That's so with, so there's a few different, um, myths and ideas of what happens after you pass on Mm -hmm. um this is one of them another one is that you become a shade unless you get to go into this kind of hero area (laughs) yeah so Um, you become kind of like a a shadow a shade ghost ghost, and then you kind of dissipate into nothing right one of them or you could go and have a thousand years of torment torment or a thousand years of bliss and then you get to reincarnate 
basically, and you can choose what you reincarnate as. So that's cool. I didn't know they had reincarnation yeah. in Greek. Yeah. And so some other examples of those: um, Agamemnon apparently chose to come back as an eagle. Okay. And Odysseus wanted a quiet, obscure life um, that one where you know that everyone kind of before would reject. You know, everyone wants glory and honor and adventure. And yeah. he's like, I had that. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I don't <laughs> want I just, glory and adventure anymore. <laughs> I just have a quiet life this time. And so that's what he got. Okay. So he mm-hmm. ended up getting a quiet life. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, Orpheus was a swan, which I don't know. Do swans sing very well they say that the swan sings right before it dies oh a swan song is often that's right a swan song is is said to be something that a swan does right before it dies that's kind of interesting then yeah because maybe yeah in this life he'd be like nope don't no more singing yeah (laughs) so like next time i'm only going to sing right before i die and that will be they say that a swan song is really beautiful but Hmm. When you look up YouTube videos of swans making sounds, it's normally not that nice. Okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> like, that... they sound like, they're like, you know, goose. Yeah. They sound like a goose. Like, So I don't know if they sing beautifully, that's, okay. maybe. Okay, that's what I was thinking. That was the, like, the thought that I had, too. I'm like, I don't think they sing very, or speak very nicely. Anyways. <laughs> so he turned into a swan. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so as the archetype of an inspired singer, Orpheus is one of the most significant figures in the reception of classical mythology in Western culture. Mm -hmm. Um, He's portrayed or alluded to in countless forms of art and popular culture, including poetry, film, opera, music, and paintings. Wow. Yeah. That's nuts. And I've definitely heard that story before of, like, the, the, the bride that was following the husband but i didn't know mm-hmm. it was orpheus and i didn't know who orpheus was who was yeah. yeah yeah so that's that's cool and then he looks back and and then she fades oh, away just that, that image for me just breaks my heart it does it really does yeah oh yeah um but again like the knight of wands like we see him going on these adventures and adventures mm-hmm. of passion and going like right away having so much in. heart too yeah. yeah having so much heart and um just like that's also something like just this idea that if you just keep being positive it would have worked out but if you doubt yourself that's when you fail Mm -hmm. that's what's I think really interesting and I I think that is one of the lessons actually of the knight of wands is this idea that you should stay positive and and go after your your dreams with all of your might Mm -hmm. but to keep going afterwards even if it doesn't work out the like the one time like to not just give up because that's what it feels like Orpheus did he basically just gave up and in a way but not... for only for a moment but it was no just but like... for like afterwards oh after he, yes yeah. he gave up for a moment and then yeah. that kind of changed the course of his life yes that that oh sudden mm. slight giving up yeah it's it's heartbreaking yep. <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm just gonna take a moment and cry quietly for oh. for Orpheus Okay, you cry, and <laughs> I will say, because I think that, is that? That's pretty much that's it. Pretty much that's it. pretty much all we got for for this week, mm-hmm. for the Night of Wands. Well, thank you then so much, as always, for listening. We really appreciate it. Um, if you want to get hold of us, as always, you can do so we, on our Facebook page. We have email, Instagram, Patreon, if you'd like to support us that way as well. We'd much appreciate it. Yes. And Buy us a coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, help keep us going. And yeah, we 
Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, so Knight of Wands, our words of wisdom, our wow for the end. <laughs> I realized words of wisdom this week. I was typing it in short form. I was like, oh, it spills wow. <laughs> uh, our words of wisdom for this week come from the American Tarot Association under the Knight of Wands. So they say, uh, well, actually, there's a few things they say. Uh Basically, if you have the Knight of Wands appearing in your life, it's possible that keeping your energy in might be actually harder than letting yourself express yourself. So uh, very much this idea of don't hold back. And our final words are tackle any and all challenges that come into your path and always be ready to help others who lack your determination and exuberance. Take the torch that the Knight of Wands offers you and step into the light of your own strength. Just be careful not to burn yourself while holding that flickering flame. Myth and tarot Where do the ideas go? Let's talk about stories, wands, and symbols And all of the above 